This is the Momentum Podcast. I'm excited to bring Molly Kaiser back to our podcast today. Molly is an off-the-charts creative that runs a -a one-of-a-kind company, helping boudoir photographers build businesses. She's actually been our client twice. She was with us for a year, a while ago, left for six months and came back. I want her to share her story, what changes she's made in her business, and tell you how she's more creative now than she has been in a very long time and having ideas she hasn't had in a while. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Molly, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Of course, always fun chatting with you. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm excited to bring you back. I, you know, you I, we recorded a long time ago. It's funny, right before we hit record, we were talking like, I'm pretty sure we've done this. So there's going to be a, a podcast number one, and then this is going to be a massive update because it's been so much time. Yeah, a lot, a lot has changed since that last episode, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have gone back and listened to it. Um, oh, my gosh. So just real quick, Molly, let's share with everybody what, you're, what you do for business. Yeah. So my business is called booty shorts. (laughs) Let's just all let that sit for a little bit. (laughs) And what we do is we help photographers profitably offer boudoir photography to empower the women in their communities. And so it's, it's coaching, it's showing them how to do, how to run. And so basically you have a business showing other people how to set up a business and run a business. Yeah. I mean, we help people that are already photographers or are just interested. We help them learn how to take photos, build a profitable business, market, get clients, get their dream studio, like everything all around in our, our signature course, Boudoir Certified. It's awesome. And, uh, I love how you do it, Molly, because boudoir is like, it's, you know, there's, there's so many different directions you can go with it. And for you, it's about empowering women. I have a boudoir photo of Katie on my wall in my office that she got for me for my birthday. And it's like my favorite picture of her. I I have to not look at it when I'm recording a podcast because now I'm super distracted. But uh, I, you know, I think that that what you do and, and how you're helping people, it's, it's making a huge difference. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've talked with Katie about her experience. She loved doing her boudoir shoot. And yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly why I love it. Like I've, you know, I've done hundreds of boudoir shoots myself and I understand like the big, huge impact it makes on these women's lives. And so I figure, you know, the next step up is if I can help more photographers impact more of these women, that's like the next level of impact. So, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's why I'm so excited. Our team's helping you scale your business. Um, And 
I want to, I want to like, let's get into an update. So, you know, the last time, last time you were here, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I think it's been about a year. So in the last year, just give us a little bit of an update. Where's your business gone from and where is it now? <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Um, honestly, I feel like in the last year, the biggest thing that has changed for our business is the structure and how it runs and me personally. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like we, we have like this big explosive growth and, you know, we didn't have a lot of the right pieces in place before. Um, man, it's just like, it's, it's just such a big question, you know? So, well, um, give me, so let me, let me narrow it down to some details. So <laughs> how many members did you have a year ago? How many members have you had now? Well, this is actually interesting. Uh, we actually have less team members, but we're making more money. <laughs> and right. our revenue actually hasn't changed that much, but our profit margin is much better. Um, so I feel like a lot has changed, just like I said, in terms of my growth as the owner and also getting really clear on what I want. And for me, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that we've done is hire the right operator and that only happened beginning of December. <laughs> so um, we had, yeah, I mean, we've made the most growth just since that time. And I, I think that was really our biggest missing piece was having the right operator. Well, let's, let's talk about what, so Molly, you and I, we worked together for about a year and then um, you had, you'd installed the systems. You, you felt like, you know, you had what you needed. And then you came back um, six months later, you, you left our program, then came back six months later. What, what happened in those six months? What was the problem that w that came up that you were having that brought you back? Yeah. So when we first started working with you, our business was only like, I think 600,000 a year. And, you know, now we're having anywhere from a hundred and twenty-five dollars to $150,000 months. And at this point, it's really just a matter of building our sales team, um, which the operator comes into play with that. But what, what happened in those six months? Well, <laughs> like I said, I've grown a lot as an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say something and you're either going to be like, I relate to that and that's me, or you're going to be like, that's not me. And then you're probably later going to realize that that is you. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, the people like the type of personality that runs a business that is an entrepreneur is typically probably like a DI or an I on the disc profile. And I feel like it's very easy for us to, to, to honestly get an ego. Like we build this community of people that loves us and they're constantly telling us like, you're so amazing. Like you're so brilliant. You know, everything like, and I feel like it's really easy for that to get to your head. Um, and I don't know. For, for me, I just thought like when I did your program the first time I was like, Oh, like I, I know what I'm doing now. Like I don't need this anymore. Cause I had done it for the, the year, the year that we were in at the first year. Um, and what's funny is like, what I didn't realize at the time was that yes, I had gone through the program and grown a lot, but just like in your billionaire code, like every single level that you take, you need a new level of help that you guys provide. And so even though I felt that feeling of like, oh, I've learned it all, um, which is in a sense good, but really it's like I had learned it all for that level. <laughs> so right. over those next six months, as we continued to grow, I really re realized like, 
no, I still need this content. I just need it now for the new level. Does that make any sense? (laughs) It absolutely makes sense because, you know, well, I share that with people often. I share that, you know, the, the, the difference between what we do and what most coaching organizations do is that as people's companies grow, they need more from us, not less. You know, and if you're teaching somebody marketing, once you get them up and running, they really need a lot less help. Mm-hmm. When you're teaching somebody how to scale a business, as you're successful in, in showing them how to scale, they need more help. So it, it just makes sense that, that, that that's what's happened. What's crazy too is it's like, you know, I'm sure you guys have probably had realizations like this, but I'm sitting here teaching my students certain things. And every once in a while, I'll catch myself like, oh my gosh, like I'm not even taking my own advice. <laughs> and I realized that I had a lot of students that they would join like our program or our upper, upper level program. And they would do the exact same thing that I did where they would be like, I don't need this anymore. Like I'm good. Peace out, you know? And they would, they're like, I'm <laughs> like an ego would get in the way, honestly. And then, you know, they come back, they're like, oh, I need your help, you know? So I do feel like it's sort of like a natural thing to have happen. But I think as entrepreneurs, we have to be aware of that and not let our ego get in the way. We always need to be furthering our education and growing. Um, And also the other reason that we came back to is that I needed, I realized that I, I didn't have what I needed to properly train my operator. Um, like how am I going to train an operator if I'm not an operator or I'm not an expert at operations? <laughs> right. So it, it's, it's like the course is great for twofold. It's great for helping you as an entrepreneur, but also for helping and training your, your operations person. So let's talk about let's it, it's Diana, right? Let's talk about <laughs> um, Diana, your operator. So you, she's been with you since December and she, and so let, just share with everyone what it feels like when you finally find the person who fills the role of operator who can put you in the passenger seat. What has that been like? Oh my gosh. Like I honestly, my biggest thing I've just been asking Alex is like, how do I keep her? How do I keep her? <laughs> because how do I not break this? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm like worthy. <laughs> like she's just amazing. I just I think that's how you know you found the right person when you no longer feel like before I hired her, I felt like exactly how Alex describes when you have the team on your back and you're like climbing up this hill and you're doing everything. And it would, and how many times have I said to myself, Oh, it would just be easier if I just fired everyone and did this myself. I've probably said that a hundred times. Um, I don't hundred percent. And on some days, maybe a hundred times before breakfast. <laughs> I, don't, I obviously don't hundred percent believe it because I haven't actually done that. Right. Um, but now that, you know, now that we have the right operator in the right position and she loves your program, by the way, like I was really nervous, like, oh my gosh, like what if she has like a different way of doing things and she doesn't like this system. And you know what? She did have a different way of doing things, but she still loves the system and she integrates it and she absolutely loves it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's no longer me carrying the team up on my back. Like today I actually got to focus on marketing and the things that I enjoy to do it's, yeah, it's, it's a huge relief and it just feels really great. Has Diana taken over running meetings? So uh, we have somebody on our team run our huddle, our daily huddle. Um, but Diana does all of the, like she does the one-on-ones, 30-day assessments. Um, what about your quarterly and your monthly and all your planning meetings? 
So she is just finishing those lessons. I've been running those, but she will be taking those over like any day now. So. Okay, awesome. I want to bring you back after you're in the passenger seat in meetings because one of the things this I'm so excited for you, Molly, hey. <laughs> because what comes next is now, you know, I, I think let's just share with everybody. You, uh, one of the one of the running conversations you and I have is about creatives and about artists, right? Yeah, yeah. We both consider ourselves artists. And we just show up in a very weird artistic way where there needs to be a business and a team and other stuff involved with it. But as a creative, I want you to see the difference of being able to participate in a meeting rather than lead a meeting. Mm. Because leading a meeting is, is, you know, for an operator, it's actually a strategic activity. An operator is looking at everyone. They're getting inputs. They're understanding what's happening. For an entrepreneur, it's an overwhelming tactical activity that is unnecessary. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, she's really excited to run them and she wanted to watch me run them first, which I think makes total sense. But sure. yeah, I'm really excited because I can feel tension in a good way that like she's excited to take that over. And yeah, I'm excited for her to take that over. <laughs> That's so cool. So Molly, if you if you had to say like, where where have you felt the most improvement um, in the time that you've been back in our program, like what, what, what is the biggest change for you with having Diana? Like for you personally, what's the biggest change? Not having chaos. Um, her, <laughs> her forcing me to make database decisions and be organized and not constantly say squirrel and change my mind all the time. It's a work in progress. Like I am a true creative. I, if I ever thought I wasn't a creative, like, oh my God, <laughs> because having her on the team just really shows me like I was, I was trying to do the operations myself and having her in that role, it really shows me how creative I am and how I should have never been doing operations. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, to be totally candid, like I read her 30 day assessment today, which blew me away. It was so much fun to read it. One of the things she wrote in there though, was um, how she's like, you know, the business, like things change really quickly. And she's like, I feel like I'm like a three out of 10. And she's like, Molly, I feel like you're like a 10 out of 10. Like you're constantly like changing. I was like, Ooh, I need to reel that in a little bit. Um, but I, so, so the biggest change, I think though, the biggest thing, again, less chaos, like she's been meeting with the team members. They've all been, their performance has improved incredibly in the last like 60 days. They all seem way happier. They show our huddles are like the huddle alone is complete night and day. People used to show up. They almost looked scared. Like, just like, <laughs> like what is going to happen on this huddle? Like, it's going to be more bad news, you know? And even though she's not the one running the huddle, the fact that they're all getting, you know, those one-on-ones and the 30-day assessments, like, I didn't have time to do all that stuff. And, you know, they feel heard. They, they're sharing their ideas. Their ideas are amazing. Um, I'm learning to ask people, you know, what do you think is the best solution and letting them solve the problems because they have better answers than me most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's well, really what's, the biggest What does that feel like as somebody who, who really would like, I, I think you and I are very similar. It's interesting. I've created a lot of systems and structure to run businesses. So everybody thinks I must love systems and structure. Hmm. I'm a creative. Like I would rather have no schedule, but I know that it just doesn't work. Alex has a literal like canvas that he painted that he sent out to all of his members. Um, So if you don't think Alex is a creative, think again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I'm, I I feel like I'm off the charts creative, but I've, I've also realized I have to exist in a world where I have outcomes I want. And so it's all about systems and structure. 
And uh, so for you as, as a creative, what has that done for you as far as like creativity and being able to do what you want to do? Off the map. Um, I've had more ideas in the last month than I've had like in the last year. And I've, you know, but now I write them down and I organize them and I'm not just, like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, I'm not perfect. <laughs> um, but right now on my whiteboard, I have like four different ideas for different funnels, which you know, a year ago would have been a bad thing. Like we weren't ready for more then, but we're ready for more now. And that is so exciting to me. Like for the last year, I felt like I'm a prisoner in my business because I've been trying to do the operations and grow the sales team and do all that on my own. And that's not my zone of genius. I should not be doing that. And now that I have Diana doing this, this is her zone of genius. She has experience like building sales teams and managing and all that. And so I've been able like, just the other day on actually today on our huddle, I came up with this really cool uh, marketing idea. And to me, it was like nothing. I didn't even think it was that cool. And Diana was like, wow, like you're just so creative. It blows me away. And like, that's how I feel about what she does. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's night and day, honestly. Oh, I love hearing that Molly. <laughs> I'm so excited. Now I, I have a question that I've been wanting to ask you for a while. And now I'm like, it just, this is the time. So when you and I, um, shortly after you and I first met, uh, I remember you told me something like, and it was something like, you know, what I really want this business to do is just give me enough money so I can sit on my back porch and read books all day or something like that. It was something very, I think I'm paraphrasing and probably not getting the quote right. Do you remember saying something like that? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something I would say. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like the last time you and I hung out, that energy was gone. It's now about a movement and it's about yeah. this, this business you're growing and it's about, you can see way bigger things and way bigger numbers. What changed? Well, I think I got a taste of that freedom and I was sort of bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I still, I still love freedom and I value having my schedule open. But what I've realized is I don't want to not work. I don't want to just sit on a porch and do nothing. Like I want to have the freedom to create things. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, the fact that I didn't think I was, I don't know. I, I just really have noticed recently how much of a creative I am and how much happier I am when I am creating new things. Like, like I said earlier, the fact that the last year I've been trying to be the operator and build our sales team, like I was miserable. Yeah. I was trying to, be something that I'm not. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sit on a back porch. <laughs> I just, I just want to have the freedom to be able to create and use my zone of genius to grow the movement for sure. So Molly, to all the creatives, I, I knew I said it was one last question, but man, this is just, you just opened up so many, so many um, different loops for me, because here's this thing that's taught in the market that if you're a creative, then the way that you earn freedom is you go work independently without any help. Mm. How do you feel about like trying, can you imagine trying to be free and doing everything? I feel like I might be the perfect person for this question because I started out, I feel like not everyone, I'm sure, not everyone for sure, but I meet a lot of online entrepreneurs, a lot of online educators that didn't start with 81 cents. Like I lived with my grandmother. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a car. I dropped out of school. I, I hustled. Like I knocked on door to door businesses. I traded my time for money for like 10 years. I did wedding photography, boudoir photography, you know, 
the, the pain of doing it yourself, um, like, you know, we all have to start somewhere and my students, that's where they start out. They start out time for money. But what gets me really excited is the students that I get to help, um, not have, they don't have to be the only one doing it. And so for me, I guess what I'm trying to say is I've lived that life of having to do it all myself. And it doesn't give me that room to be as creative and dream to make my business bigger. Um, I, I definitely like having a team more, even though I have days where I'm like, oh, I just want to fire everyone. Like, <laughs> I, I don't obviously say that. It's just internal. <laughs> but, um, and it's not, I mean, my team is amazing. Like, if they listen to this, I just want you to know, like, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Isn't it always when it comes to team? It always is. Oh, it's you know, definitely. The sooner, the sooner you can realize as an entrepreneur <laughs> that if there's any issue on your team, it's an issue with you, 100%. the faster you can fix everything. The faster you can get into therapy, the better. Right. Amen. <laughs> there's a reason Um, we have a module on getting therapy in our program oh my gosh so do we that's awesome (laughs) Um, (laughs) everyone needs therapy (laughs) amen but yeah I just it's just next level like if you are if you were somebody who traded time for money or you still are um you know so here's something that's interesting a lot of our students they're like I don't want to build a team because I want freedom And that to me just doesn't make any sense because um, I've been there and, you know, what happens when you get sick? What happens when you want to take a vacation? What happens when you want to do anything? I mean, we have this one student, Cassie, who we've successfully helped her um, get a studio manager and a second photographer, just like I did in my business. And she actually was like dealing with some personal issues. And now her team is running the business without her. And it's, it's, I don't know, like, that's like a, just an example of one of our photo students, but that's exactly what Alex is helping us do is, you know, now it's like, if something comes up, if I'm sick, if I travel, if I need a personal day, I know that the business is going to continue making money. It's not going to crumble. Sorry, I could rant forever, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I I can listen to you, Molly. Uh, Thank you so much for this. If people want to hear more about you, understand more about you, where's the best place for them to go? I didn't think about that question. Um, Honestly, I guess I'm kind of old in saying this, but my Facebook, um, (laughs) my my personal Facebook, my name on there is just Molly Marie Kaiser, but I actually post the most on there, so. And if you uh, if you follow Molly, you'll you'll see some interesting stuff because she does help boudoir photographers. So you'll see there's some there's some not safe for work stuff there on your Instagram occasionally if you follow her. But now I just gained like a hundred male. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll also see some exceptional marketing. Like the reason I follow Molly is because she is exceptional at marketing and building a tribe, and she's doing amazing things. And uh, if you're interested in help with building systems in your business, hiring an operator, getting them trained and building real freedom as an entrepreneur, go to predictablebusinesssolutions.com, answer a few questions for my team. You'll have an opportunity to set up a call and, uh, and let us see if we can help you. Predictablebusinesssolutions.com.